number two, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, bottom of the hour. Off to Chicago, we shall go. David Kaplan joins us. Centurion Stone sponsors Cappy. Momentarily, Adam Emenek, or should tell you, G-MIG's Fifth Street Pub. They sponsor Adam's weekly appearance with us, and likewise with The Drive, Heather and Sean. Uh, did you know you can order all the great food online and get it to go? The delicious wraps, specialty sandwiches, appetizer, kids' meals, and more. Visit gmigs.com and let them do the cooking. G-MIGS, 5th Street Pub in Valley Junction. Adam Emenecker joins us as we talk Valley Hoops with Adam. Adam, Trent, and Ken, uh, good to speak with you. Uh, I hope you're working tonight. Are you? Have you got the game at the NAP tonight? I do. I, uh, I will be back at the NAP Center again tonight. I think this is my last game at Drake so far this year. Only a couple home games left, but uh, tonight should be a good one. Lots to play for in the Valley uh, in the Valley schedule. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I look forward to discussing it with you. I want to start with you with uh, Indiana State. Seemingly, the Sycamores were, I mean, clearly in control, right? And um, it seemed like if they took care of business and they got to the final in St. Louis and they were upset in the final, then that might open the door uh, for an at-large bid because the Sycamores, their resume was so shiny. That's not the case anymore, unfortunately. What's gone on with Indiana State? Are they? What have you noticed uh, a difference uh, for them to be kind of yeah. going the wrong way at the wrong time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great point, Ken, and I think we talked about this maybe last week or so, that Indiana State, as long, assuming they take care of business, if the season ended last week, I thought they were solidly in the NCAA tournament. And now there's a lot more question marks, and there's a couple reasons for that. Getting ranked for the first time since Larry Legend, the first time <laughs> since Larry Bird, they came and had two straight losses last week. One of them at SIU at the end of the week, maybe less of a surprise. The Wednesday game at home against uh, Illinois State was definitely more of a surprise. But I think the biggest thing we saw about Indiana State, yes, a little bit of a letdown, but that that's a team where five guys play together really well, and they probably have a sixth in Xavier Bledson off the bench who can play minutes as needed. Losing one of those guys, losing Jason Kent uh, in the middle of that Illinois State game and having him sit out that, uh, that SIU game really changed the complexion of this team. And now I think they're still in the NCAA tournament conversation for an at-large at 31 uh, in the net overall, but they got to make sure they're taking care of business and bar bare minimum have to get to that title game in uh, St. Louis for the NBC tournament and are probably going to need some help for bubble teams around the country losing. Drake has won four consecutive since that loss to Indiana State. Had the tight one against SIU, found a way in that one, a couple of road wins, including beating Bradley. Evansville game is close. Domination against Murray State over the weekend. Here comes Belmont to town, a Belmont team starting to trend back in the right direction. Feels like Casey Alexander's squad starting to get a little healthier. And boy, when, when they get a good game out of Davidson, this team is really difficult to beat. What do you expect to see tonight from Belmont? Yeah, so uh, Belmont, you mentioned it, Trent, 9-7 and seven in the league, winners of four straight, and had a 14-point win at home against the SIU team that, that just beat uh, Indiana State, as we were talking about. But, you know, so the last time Drake played Belmont, it was a 20-point loss in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And part of it was Belmont, even though they were missing Jacoby Gillespie, one of their starters, who, frankly, is one of the best players in the league, one of the best sophomores in the league, just bombed away from three. This is a Belmont team, and we've seen this under Casey Alexander now for five years. Belmont is a team that's going to play fast. They're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they're going to be highly efficient on the offensive end. 
and they have a couple guys, Malik Dia, the Vanderbilt transfer, who playing against Darnell Brody had 32 points and seven rebounds the last time out. And then Cade Tyson, who was a first-team all-league guy last year, who's averaging about 17 a game. So they have three guys around that 17-point-per-game threshold that are really the, the head of the attack. And then Keyshawn Davidson, who you mentioned, who's one of their primary ball handlers, that when he steps up and plays well, it adds a new dynamic to this team. So this is a Belmont team that's really good offensively, but they've also been much better at home. They've struggled some on the road so far in conference season. Hmm. Uh, Nate Ferguson, uh, with the exception of Evansville, uh, on the road there, he's held off the score sheet. But uh, when Brody's been in foul trouble and he was against Murray State, uh, Ferguson's come in and seemingly lately, uh, more so maybe Adam, has given them some very productive minutes. What do we take from Nate Ferguson uh, in, in his stretch run here? Yeah, I mean, Nate Ferguson, which you, he's the type of guy that, you just know what you're going to get, which is he's going to play hard, he's going to rebound, and he's going to be really stinking solid on the defensive end. Where Nate Ferguson really excels, especially when he's spelling Darnell Brody, is pick-and-roll coverage. Whether it's getting up to the level of the screen, whether it's dropping and containing the ball, getting back to the roll man, that actually is probably the highest level skill that Nate Ferguson brings to this team. But I think, to your point, Ken, you look in two of his last three games, he had coming off 8.6 rebounds against Murray State in just 22 minutes. He also had 10 points chipping in in that win at Bradley, and those 10 points were much, much needed in only 18 minutes. So Nate Ferguson isn't a guy necessarily that's going to get in double figures a lot, Mm -hmm. but having that extra scoring punch, having that extra verticality he brings as a lob threat on screen and rolls really does help kind of open up some of the floodgates of the Drake offense. We know there's guys like Tucker DeBreeze and Atten Wright and Kevin Overton that can step out and hit threes. We know when Darnell Brody's in the game, he's going to be a little more of a facilitator and more centrally focused in the offense. Nate Ferguson is a guy that doesn't need the ball but can still get offensive rebounds or chip in points on pick and rolls. That just really, that just further emboldens this Drake offense to be even more efficient. Uh, you and I, can you figure this team out? Because mm. I can't. I, I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, they get beat by UI, UIC teams. It's just not very good at all. Then they come back, they blow out Valpo, they dominate Bradley. It's just the inconsistency from this group. It's, it's baffling to try to figure out. How about this? Uh, they're the second worst team in free throw defense. Yes, you can't play defense free throw wise. Teams are shooting seventy eight percent at the foul line That's against them wild. this year. Wow. You know, I, I, Trent, it's it's tough because if you, if you look at where you and I could finish the year, so four games left at Illinois State, host Drake, host Valpo, and then at SIU. There's no reason mm-hmm. Northern Iowa can't win three out of those four games. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at the end of the season, now they're going to sit and they could be 12 and 8. Mm-hmm. And if you said at the beginning of the year, being 12 and 8 and potentially being the four seed in Arch Madness is where Northern Iowa is going to finish, you might have maybe expected 13 and 7, maybe, but you wouldn't have been surprised. It's, it's been the path that is just so unique for this Northern Iowa ball club that has shown both the high-end potential. They were up 17 in like the first eight minutes against the Bradley team, who's been as good as anybody in the league all year. And so they show they can put it together, but then also the game at UIC, which I was in Chicago working that game. And, man, it just it felt like there wasn't the connectivity. There wasn't the flow. U, uh, UIC was just carving up UNI's defense, which 
Ben Jacobson coach teams, that yep. doesn't usually happen. Nope. So it has been a bit perplexing at times. Obviously, it's been inconsistent. But I'll tell you, going into Arch Madness, nobody wants to play against Ben Jacobson. <laughs> and there is the talent on this group to potentially make a run and maybe push some people uh, as we get to St. Louis here in a couple weeks. Are you going to be in St. Louis doing TV, Adam, by the way? Uh, right now, that is not the plan, but uh, schedule's open, and I'm interested if, if and when the opportunity presents itself. Oh, good stuff. I know Layman's going to be there doing some stuff. But you have done it in the past, correct? Uh, I've been there with you, Ken. Well, I knew I that. Uh, I, yeah. haven't been, I thought you I did some games. To, uh, I haven't been there to work games. Yeah, right. well, remember, you you and I got a chance to do that, which was, was a lot of fun, and no. I got a chance to talk to you a couple of years before that when I was playing and had a lot more hair. No, that, that was that was a blast. My favorite team I ever covered was was your squad. Uh, now, Tampa didn't turn out the way anybody, anybody thought that it would, but it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal year. I went Iowa State, stayed out of the way. They were bad that year, and we all jumped on the Drake bandwagon, and, uh, and away we went. Did you have opportunity? I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. Did you have opportunities to go overseas i know you i I believe you had a job offer here in town as soon as you graduated but did you have an opportunity to go overseas and and if so what um what kept you from doing so uh well i actually did ken i got an opportunity to uh, play in the first league in germany uh so played in frankfurt germany for a year uh which was a which was an awesome experience didn't want to decided not to resign with that team came back and played in the uh, g league for at that time the iowa energy for gosh maybe about a month or so and then uh just you know transitioned to becoming a working stiff like everybody else (laughs) and uh everybody's time comes it's just a matter of when and uh that was maybe 2010 or so and transitioned to the next thing and now get the pleasure to uh to be able to talk about the exploits of others much less physically demanding than having to do it yourself. We're talking 15 years ago. What's kept you in Des Moines this whole time? You know, I moved to Des Moines in 2004 to go to school, right? Mm -hmm. Des Moines, the amount of change and investment in the city, every single person that I've brought to Des Moines that has, you know, came to visit from other places are always surprised at Mm -hmm. the big city feel, but having that small town atmosphere and just, you know, I, I think in many ways, appreciating the fact that our economy is pretty stinking strong, we have a lot of jobs, and the continued growth and expansion of the city makes this place a really fun place to be. And so, you know, there's your eyes always wander and you always look somewhere else, but uh, there's, there's a lot to appreciate yes, for sure. about this town. And, you know, having an opportunity to watch a Drake team that's been in the NCAA tournament a couple out of the last three years. That makes it a little more fun, too. Indeed it is. You can watch the Drake team tonight for 6 bucks at the Nap Center. The men tonight, likewise, same deal uh, being offered up tomorrow. So uh, down the stretch, and obviously we'll talk uh, to, you, to you next week as well, it's not without the realm of possibility. In fact, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to head to St. Louis with that one seed tucked firmly in their back pocket, Adam. Yeah, well, and you know, the one other thing when I looked at, when, when we talked about Drake and, and a couple of the losses that they had earlier on in the season, right, especially that loss to Missouri State and then losing at Indiana State, and you wonder, man, maybe an at-large is just out of the ether, a possibility. When you look at where Drake sits right now, so winners of four straight, they've won a six of seven, they're up to 44th in the net. If you remember back to 2021 when they were one of the last four in, I think they were maybe 43rd or 42nd. Mm in the net when they got an at-large. 
And when you look at Drake's remaining schedule, so right now, from a quad one and quad two standpoint, they are two and one in quad one, and they're three and one in quad two. But if you look at their remaining schedule, they have games at U and I, which would be a quad two game, and home for Bradley, which would also be a quad two game. If we fast forward, Drake takes care of business, they win four in a row, they get to the final of Arch Madness, they might be seven and two mm. in quad one and two games, and they could be upwards about 35, 34 in the net. We're talking like in the conversation for at large. Now, obviously that's a lot of work to do, but I think one of the exciting things down the stretch, there are some games that can help propel this Drake team. Tough schedule, yes, but uh-huh. if they continue to win, there's some major opportunities to enter the national conversation. And honestly, receiving votes right now for the top 25, I think we're already starting to see that. Work to do, but there, 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 there are, there's an opening for what might this mean from an at-large standpoint. Yeah, starting to see some uh, next four out, the Drake Bulldogs name appears, so they're creeping into that conversation. It'll be a fun couple of weeks, Adam Emenecker. Thank you, Adam, for doing this. I know you'll be with Heather and Sean, I believe, on Friday, and Trent and I will get you again next Wednesday, final week of the regular season. Thanks, Adam. We'll be listening tonight. Yep. Have a great day. Thanks, yep. guys. Good to talk to you. I'm Adam Emenecker. Be on the call tonight on ESPN+. Plus Again, um, Looking for something to do tonight. Clones are off. Hawks are off. Uh, six bucks to get you in the door at the Knapp Center. Uh, seven o'clock tip against Belmont and the Drake women tomorrow. Uh, they have a six o'clock tip at also six bucks. So pretty good value. Mm-hmm. Gets you in the door for six dollars at the Knapp Center for the Bulldogs, their penultimate home game of the regular season. Take the kids, get a picture with Spike. There you go. Yeah. Dad, have a beer. <laughs> Not too bad, right? right? Yeah. Uh, Jim Ig Street, uh, Fifth Street Pub has awesome daily specials, both lunch and dinner, terrific soup, specialty fair, state fair wraps, pasta, and they're all world prime rib. That's Friday night, located at 128 Fifth Street in Historic Valley Junction. Come and enjoy Jim Ig's. You'll be glad that you did. Um, did they get the one? Yes. I think they can, too. Indiana State, something, obviously. Can you and I beat Drake in their building? Because that's coming up. That's t- next week? Yeah, weekend game. Man, they yeah. been, it just... I mean, this is usually a pretty good game. Well, and you and I, I mean, in order whole... to get in the top four, they probably got to go three and one down the uh-huh. stretch. Because top four, you get the double bye. And, and what have they got? So they have Illinois State coming up on the road tonight. Okay. That's a pretty... Illinois State's playing better. Okay. You know, it's crazy, the inconsistency of these teams, too. But Illinois State, as they sit right now, is playing Thursday, correct? Yeah, yeah. They're 7-9 and nine in the conference right now. But okay. Illinois State had that big win against Indiana State, followed it up with a win against Evansville on Saturday. Watch a lot of that one. A team that everybody... Guess why? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the only reason for you to watch. <laughs> right. An Evansville team, though, that most people think is is also playing their best ball of the year. Yes. Illinois State, Evansville, Belmont, those are the teams towards middle and bottom that are... Trending in the positive direction, okay. fair to say. You and I, one, two straight. I mean, yeah. The way they came out. And, just, and what's their final week? Valpo at home. Win. They're terrible. And they go to SIU. They're a four-point dog there. They're a four-point dog at, at Ken Palm against Drake at home, too. Mm-hmm. Well, so that looks like a two-and-two two at minimum. Yeah. Two-and-two, two, though, five or six seed. Yeah. Don't want that. You want one. And that six seed, that means that you got to play the late game now. On Thursday. And then the late game on Friday. Yeah. And then the turnaround played What's in the that, afternoon. 8.30 tip, I think? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's always a tough one. Uh-huh. In fact, I think there's only been one team that's come out of like that six line that's ever Is even that made right? it to the final. Yeah. Difficult path. Quick turnaround then to get mm-hmm. to the semifinals and then CBS with the mm. championship game. I don't think I ever made it to the 830 game on Friday night. In no, no. Well, I mean, we were at uh, there was an Irish pub. I don't know if it's still there. Uh huh. I'll never forget the first time. Was it the Dubliner? I think it was called Dubliner Dublins. You walk the pig, a live pig through the front doors of the building. Honest and, to God. And butchered it in the back. It's a fresh pork chop. That's what I had for dinner. Good. Honest to God, I did. But they, they prayed to this uh, the poor SOB right through the front door, right through the bar. Did they name him? I don't think if they did, I could have ordered pork chops. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you don't want to eat fluffy, right? Oof. Anyways, uh, G-MIG sponsors Adam Emmenecker. I don't think the bar is still, is still there, but no. boy, that was St. Louis fun. It is. Fun, fun, fun. It's been fun, a while fun. since we've been downtown. Yeah. Visit. My- well, I was struck by when the last few times there were so much vacancies in buildings oh, downtown. Yeah. And this is 15 years ago. Well, yeah, not quite 12. Probably five, six years ago, last time I've been to a Cardinals game. I may need to change that one up. I've not been to the new ballpark. Oh, really? Yeah, just the old one. Yeah. Um, That's been a wild bush. There was so much room in between the aisles. That's what I remember. Is um, the old cookie cutter. Yeah, everybody had one of those. Nice, nice building. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. We'll head to Chicago. A lot of ground with Cappy to cover. Look forward to doing that. Uh, it is sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy is next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's 1230 Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX and O Trends Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsored those. He's on a heater. They're coming up about 10 minutes before 1 o'clock. Off to Chicago. We shall go. So much ground to cover with Cap. Cap, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on, Capper. How are you? I'm awesome. Who's on a heater? My partner, Trent Condon. Right over here. 30 and 16 in my last, uh, well, 46 plays. Oh, now, hold on a second. We're friends, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> We're on together every week, yes, right? Yes, yes. I, I haven't seen one freaking text go, <laughs> really like this one, play this. Well, you can look at all my picks on the Action Network app. I put them in there every single day, all verified. So there's no chicanery here. Just search Trent Condon, it'll pop up, and you can follow along with me every day, Cappy. And join I'm along. I'm an Action Network subscriber, so I will do that. Perfect. Good stuff. Cap, so much ground to cover with you. Uh, I want to start with, and, and seemingly, um, is there a race for public funds between the Bears and the White Sox? Is that what we're on the cusp of, Cap? Both both want new uh, buildings. Uh, both want, well, The Bears want to move to Arlington. They've already bought the land. The White Sox, we've seen the uh, the uh, artist's depiction of what it would like look like on the South uh, Loop. Uh, is there a race for public funds, and who's, who has the lead, if so? I would not call it a race for public funds. I would not. Uh, I think that the White Sox got the jump maybe on the Bears by getting in front of the state legislature. Yesterday, Jerry Reinsdorf was there. And, look, I still think the Bears are headed to Arlington Heights. I do. 
I'll be surprised if they can't get that deal done. You don't buy a right. 326-acre parcel for $186 million or whatever it was they paid, and then, okay, you don't want to work with us on the taxes. We're out. And now you have to go through the process of trying to sell that and figure out what you're going to do. I, tell me how putting a stadium in the city for the Bears, not the White Sox, the Bears, how that addresses the other issues that they have. Because if you're doing it with the city, you still don't own the whole stadium. You would at Arlington Heights. If you do it with the city in the south lot of Wrigley or of uh, Soldier Field, you still have the same nightmare infrastructure where it takes you forever to park and to get down there. They're not tearing down the colonnades of Soldier Field. They're not. So I don't see why it makes sense. And in this city, this city that is struggling financially, is short of police officers, needs to pay their teachers more. We got crime issues. They're going to come up with how many billions of dollars? Mm. I just don't see it. A little bit earlier this morning on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, Justin Fields was the guest, and he revealed why he has unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And I'm just looking. I didn't have a chance to listen as we brought you on here, Cappy. I got a kick out of it. But uh, fill us in on the details here of why Justin Fields is no longer following the Bears. Okay, so he they asked him yesterday when they taped this thing yesterday or the day before, uh, um, Amon Ross St. Brown said, Hey, hold on a second there, bro. Why are you unfollowing the Bears? And Justin goes, I'm glad you asked that. And bam, this will drop in 24 hours. So it was a great piece. Well, Adam Schefter just tweeted out the clip, and he said, look, I just, whoa, I'm tired of seeing it on my timeline. I just want to go on vacation and just enjoy myself. So I unfollowed the Bears, and I unfollowed the NFL. He still follows B. John Robinson, hmm. Kyle Pitts, Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons, and he said, draft Caleb, get rid of Fields, keep Fields, draft, don't draft Caleb, trade the pick. I'm tired of it. I just want it to be over is what he said. You could tell there's frustration in his voice. Hmm. Cap, uh, are the Falcons the most likely destination trade-wise for him? What are you hearing on that front? I would think, because we did this exercise on the air today, if you take the other 31 teams, Tell me, guarantee me that there's a spot where he's the starting quarterback. Denver. I'm not convinced you can Denver. do that. Denver. No shot. No shot. Who's going to start? Tell you, I can tell you this. This is a quote from Sean Payton to a friend of mine. Okay. Now, granted, this was a year ago before he took the Denver job. Mm-hmm. And the, he, Sean said to this guy at a golf course, where are you from? He said, I'm from Chicago. He said, you Bear fan? He said, yeah. He goes, when are my Bears going to win a Super Bowl? He goes, you're never winning with that quarterback. <laughs> and he pointed at the TV and Justin was on it. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I will be stunned if he takes him. I keep hearing Mike Tomlin is not going to pay the price to get him and that they're still in on Kenny Pickett, maybe bringing in Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So go through the 31 teams. And I'm not telling you he won't find a landing spot, maybe Atlanta. But if you're Atlanta with a brand-new head coach who's got his second shot at being a head coach, Raheem Morris, great dude, well-liked in the league. And you've got a brand-new offensive coordinator who's never been an OC, Zach Robinson, who comes from the Rams with Raheem, where they run the Sean McVay offense, which Justin struggles to run. 
So you, you let me get this right. He's going to tie his future. Your second shot, you're going to give up what to get Justin Fields in there? Or with the eighth pick, do you go and get J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix? Or do you take your assets, trade up, and try and get Drake May or uh, Jaden Daniels because you're not getting Caleb Williams? No. I, I'm struggling to find a lot of landing spots. New, I heard New Orleans. How about New England? Stop. Look, if you're New England, why are you bringing him in there when you got the third pick and you can get a guy yeah, on a rookie fair. deal? Yeah, fair point. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, think it's, I, if it's quarterback, 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 then yeah, mm-hmm. obviously that takes him out. I mean, does that right because of that? Does it give the leverage to Atlanta? I mean, if it kind of proves out to be just like that, Cap, and there just aren't a whole lot of suitors there, what kind of return then are you going to get for Justin Fields? That's the problem. Like, Oof. you know, people in our town are like, can we get the eighth pick from Atlanta? No. no. I'll be shocked. If Atlanta gives up the eighth pick for Justin Fields, great. I'll be thrilled as a Bears fan. I'll be stunned. I just don't think there is as much value in the league as there is for him outside the league. I'm not telling you you're getting a seventh round pick, mm-hmm. but somebody takes a shot. Second rounder, maybe? I will be maybe, maybe late first. But if you go through the draft order, look at teams like 18 to 32 in the draft and tell me there who needs a quarterback. There's not a lot of landing spots yeah. right now for as, as a starter. Come in as a backup, different story. Yeah, fair point. Interesting. Uh, I'm looking right now, Bengals, no. Rams, maybe? At 19? Are you going to start over Matthew Stafford? Well, not to start. No, not this year. Excellent up point. A number one pick for him. No yeah. way. Baker Mayfield back in Tampa. I think he's going to be back there. I think so too. You might be right, Cap. You might be right. That that's interesting. Well, Cubs fans were piping up, Cap. They are fed up with the with the lack of signings. The Cubs heard their fan base. They knew it was time to make a move, and they went out and they got David Peralta and Dominic Smith. <laughs> Wow. Right. And they did those on minor league, non roster invite deal. And a friend of mine, my guy Gordon Whitmire, who works for me on my recap. Yeah. Gordon is at spring training. He interviewed Craig Council yesterday. And Craig said, What do you think we should have done, Gordon? Do you Cody Bellinger in here? <laughs> and he said, well, why don't you sign somebody? He said, Gordon, let me make this clear to you. I'm in in on all these discussions. He said, just because you sign somebody and pay him whatever does not mean it was a good deal. And I just, I keep hearing, if it's going to be many years and $200 million, the Cubs are A-OK watching him play in someone else's uniform. Hmm. That's it. What would they be OK with? Um, I'm guessing at this stage, now that we're almost to March, They'd be okay with saying we did a three-year deal with two opt-outs for seventy-five million dollars. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that gets nope, done. Beat this door down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can they overpay in a short deal? Overpay? It's a Boris client. Give like them three years, years for a hundred. Two years, seventy-five. I mean, way overpay, but also give the flexibility. No, they would never ever give him thirty-seven and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. No chance. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. What about the others, Cap? Uh, need a third baseman, although Morrell apparently uh, that's what spring training is about for Christopher Morrell, trying to figure out if he can be their everyday starting baseman. Matt Chapman's still out there. What about him? He wants five years. Oh, They're does not he doing really? It. They think Matt Shaw, the 28th-ranked prospect in baseball, and he's been a pro since last June when they drafted him. He's rocketed up through the system. They think he's sooner rather than later. Maybe not now, but maybe end of the year. For sure, 25. Mm-hmm. So they're like, why are we giving five years to Matt Chapman, who's a really good defender? He's an okay hitter at this point of his career. So now could I see them getting him on a three-year deal? Maybe. Maybe. Bulls are in the playoffs, or at least the play-in tournament. The Blackhawks can't win a game off their home ice. What has more buzz, though, the future of a Bulls team that looks like they're just spinning their wheels for another season, or the Blackhawks, at least you have hope for the future? Where's more buzz in Chicago right now? Wow. See, the Blackhawks are so bad. Yeah. Now that they got Bedard back, at least there's something mm-hmm. to watch. Yep. It's exciting. It's cool. The Bulls, it's just a eh Yes. Team. Eh, they're whatever. I'll watch them tomorrow night when they play the Celtics. I'll watch the Blackhawks tonight when they play Philly. But, I mean, if my wife said, hey, can we go do this? Yeah, I'm not wedded <laughs> to having to sit in the house tonight and watch the Hawks and the Flyers, other than Connor Bedard. I mean, he's magical. And I, you know, was busting on people on the radio yesterday. I said, I cannot believe they did not trade the rights to Connor Bedard for a haul. Why would you keep the generational player? Why didn't you get the Ottawa Senators to give you three future picks, two 30-year-old good players? I was kidding, of course. Good. <laughs> yeah. People were calling and going, well, you had to draft Bedard. He's the best young player in the game. Yeah, that's my point about Caleb Williams, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the goal that was disallowed called back the other day was just remarkable. It's almost oh unfair. My oh my! I mean, this is an NHL defenseman and goalie that this 18-year-old just undressed. Uh, Cap, my last thing for you. Um, I, why is Pippen and Horace Grant and Luke Longley, why can't they just sit back and grow old and just, um, you know, wrap the fact that they were a part of this dynasty why isn't that good enough? Why are they going out on their own tour to apparently poke holes uh, in, in Michael Jordan's documentary? Why do they feel they need to do that, Cap? I don't know. It's a great question. Cash your checks. you got a good pension coming. Right. And you're part of a great legacy. I, it's disappointing. I don't know. Yeah. Where's it going to be? Um, do you know, Cap, where they're going to do this? I don't yet. I do know there's rumors that rumors that I'm hearing. That 23, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, yeah. might be in the building on Sunday for Chris Chelios's jersey retirement. I, we heard that earlier. Um, apparently that is the truth. Yeah, I, I think I read it online. I can't believe Chelios's jersey hasn't been retired at this point, but they're writing that wrong, and apparently Jordan will be there. Cap, good stuff. Appreciate it, as always. Had a lot of ground to cover with you, and uh, we got through her in plenty of time. Thank you, Cap. We'll talk to you Have next Wednesday. Day. Yep, see you, buddy. David Kaplan. Uh, as we talk to our buddy from ESPN 1000, why do why do you think they have to do this? Pippen and Grant and, and Luke Longley. I mean, the last dance was it saved our you know what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Four that years was ago, sports during the pandemic, we milked that thing. It was a Super Bowl every single Sunday night. Yeah, it was so good too. It was great. Yeah. 
But but I mean, we're talking about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan doesn't look. We uh, went without Scotty. He needed Scotty Pippen. Right. Scotty Pippen needed Michael Jordan. Luke Longley. Who cares what you think? Do you get more bitter as you age? I mean, with things like that. Some things, yes. I think you do. You know okay. what it is. Um, look, look at the former WNBA players mm-hmm. yes. that, that are pissed off at Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do. I think you that do. That resentment starts to grow a little I bit more. I think it does a little bit. Yeah. I, think I guess does. that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. I think, eh, made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I live a great life. Right. Listen, enjoy I wonder your any, legacy. Look longly without Michael Jordan. Who is he? Nobody knows. Right. And think of the fame and the fortune that has come be, by being a teammate mm-hmm. on those teams. Mm-hmm. And to have this continue... It's a bad look. It's a terrible look. I was, I was. It's disappointing. It's good. We Cavi puts it. I got one thing for you. What is it? Um, offshore Bet Online. Yeah, has come out with odds for a bunch of NFL free agents to sign with another team. So the one that jumped to my Kirk Cousins, and if it's oh. if they don't re-sign with their current team, where is he going? The betting favorite. It better not be the Broncos. They have no money. They're the second choice of 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish it would happen, but they don't have any money. But it connects the conversation we just had with Cappy and the Atlanta Falcons. They are the betting favorite uh, are they? at 2-1. to one. New England, 6-1 to one is the third choice after the Denver Broncos. Saints at 9-1. to one, Raiders at 10-1. to one. But found that interesting. And if that path now dries up, mm. where's Justin Fields going to be traded to? Doesn't sound like Denver. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, that's a good story. I didn't know that. But Cappy's point to eighteen to thirty-two. Do we have a second? Mm-hmm. How much time do we have? A minute. Bengals no. Rams maybe. Pittsburgh for Fields. They're twenty. Yeah, I can Dolphins, see that. Dolphins Tua seems like he's in place. Eagles aren't drafting quarterback. Texans aren't drafting quarterback. No. Cowboys no. Packers no. Tampa possibly. I'm with There's you another there. Fit. Cardinals. No, they got Kyler. Do they love him? They pay him like they do. They, yes. Bills, no. Lions, Lions. Teddy was know, the backup. He's a high school coach. How old is Fields? He's still young. Mm-hmm. How old is Goff? Is he 30? 34. Is he that old? Mm. Have to take a guess. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go 30, early 30s. Jared Goff is 29. 29. Good God. Okay. Uh, Justin Fields is 24. 24. And will turn 25 in March. Okay. Uh, Ravens, no. Jared Goff's 29. Jeez. That's wild. Uh, Ravens, no. no. Niners, no. No. Here's one. Does the team that draft 32nd looking for a quarterback, please? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> They're not. They're not, are they? No. Miller and Condon back with Trent's Plays of the Day. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Can't you know, forgot to let you know that uh, with this spring-like weather, if a project has appeared on your radar screen and it involves some stone work inside, outside, keep Centurion Stone of Iowa in mind, in fact, Put them top of mind. You'll be glad that you did. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. That is the show. That is the uh, website. Uh, the showroom, by the way, fifty-five twenty-five Northeast Twenty-second Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors caps. All right, Trent Condon. Yesterday had a light slate. What mm-hmm. do you got today? Uh, we're a little heavier. Imagine we got, we got nine. Jeez. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of dogs here. A lot of doggies barking tonight. We're going to kick things off. Penn State not playing in the Bryce Jordan Center. The huge. Arena. They're playing in the old rec hall. 
for That's Illinois. an early game, too. It is. Yeah. It'll be a 5.30 tip-off there. Grabbing the Nittany Lions, getting eight in the little building. Mm-hmm. And more from an Iowa perspective, you want Illinois to win the game? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Penn State plus the eight. Give me Miami. They're getting seven at home against the Dukies. My beloved team, my adopted team, the Florida Gators. They got a Condon on their team. He's a big Aussie. <laughs> and uh, like this Gator squad, they're getting eight and a half. We'll grab them against Alabama. Here's a favorite for you, American. Not the country, the university. They're laying five and a half. We'll also do the same with Jacksonville State. Minus five and a half against Middle Tennessee. Memphis is going the wrong way. Give me Charlotte. The Niners getting five and a half. SIU Saluki's minus four and a half at home against Murray State. Drake in trouble tonight, I Uh think. Grabbing the nine and a half with Belmont and wrap it up late night tonight. I got Colorado State. They're getting seven and a half at New Mexico. You know, there's some tens out there for Drake. There were, so may as well grab that extra half a point. Absolutely. Adam Emenecker will be on the call for that one tonight. He's got the uh, analytics of that one. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy are next. The Drive with Heather and Sean 3 to 6 every day. Locally starts at 6 a.m. with the Morning Rush. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 11 to 1. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.